This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by the National Sewing Circle. To get a premium year-long membership for $3, go to thesewcircle.com slash sewing. Your discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's thesewcircle.com slash sewing. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And today we're going to follow up part two of our adjustment period series. And actually, it's kind of funny because listener Jasmine was, she shared something in her stories, and I can't remember exactly how we came around to it, but she said, I got a new machine with a knee lift, and I love this knee lift. And I had told people in the past that they were just kind of hard to get used yeah, to and, and right. useless, you know? Right. And she's like, now I feel bad. And I was like, it's okay. We all make mistakes, you know? <laughs> I was like, we just recorded a podcast on getting used to it, you know? So uh, I wonder if, you know, maybe she had a, we talked about electronic versus manual right. knee lift. So I wonder if it's one or the other. Anywho, um, well, you timely know, timely episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're talking about adjustments again and adjustments. we're project people. But you know, our last our last thing that we recorded was about you fixing a mixer, and I was doing actually. Some I think tiling. this is going to come out before then. Well, whatever. <laughs> I said recorded. I yeah. did not say right. published. You're right. Okay. okay. I, I was very careful. You're right. But, but what I'm saying is, we we often talk about our projects, right? Yes. You know, yes. uh, digging a pond, whatever it might be. I don't know. Um, but uh, laying a floor. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Whatever. Whatever. So. Oftentimes, when I do these projects, yes, talking about adjustment. This is related to adjustment period. It's actually an, a, kind of we'll an, get to an, it. Kind of yeah. an analogy. Oh, all right, all right. Really <laughs> analogy, but, but you know, it's so. For instance, we just did this tile job, right? Mm-hmm. And like, it's like you know about the third to last you know piece of tile that I'm grouting and I go I think I got it down now yeah like it's never it's never like in the beginning it's like oh I should have been doing it this way the whole time not that you did it wrong the other way but now you're more efficient yes. and you're better oh sure and it's easier and well you know you the got feeling, the movement and the technique down that's the feeling of mastery right right, right where you can right. just go into it well it would be okay if that was like if it was your job. my career right that's right what but now I've mastered that and you know. And you don't have to tile another bathroom for another 20 years, right? right? Exactly. Okay. Well, we'll <laughs> see you in 20 years, guys. You know, this episode's coming out later, but January 8th of 2021 okay. was our five-year anniversary, that was our anniversary of podcasting. And, oh, my gosh. You know, I wish that I had planned a thing or something. A celebration? Yes, a, ce- a celebration. A celebration? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been nice, but I did not. However, I think we're going to get to like our 300th episode this well, that'll year. That'll work too. So maybe we could do that. Um, I'm not, I think this is episode like 274 right now or something. I've got the spreadsheet. Oh, I was going to say we, we still can't have a get together because we're still COVID. Not yet, yeah. I don't think, but someday. Someday. All right, so adjustment Zelda, periods. Zelda will be a teenager by yeah. the time, yeah. Zelda thinks she's a teenager right now. Yeah, she's yeah. Like, always of. talking about it. I just saw a post. Did you see that post that I reposted on Facebook where I was actually balancing her on my feet and I took a picture oh, of her balancing face? Zelda. Right. Yeah. And she's like, How can you do this? this or what was it? Yeah. How can you do this? How you're so you, old. Yeah. You're so old. <laughs> I can't believe you can do this. You're so old. Thank you. Thank you, Zelda. Yes. So we talked about knee lifts uh, last time and what? Knee lifts and it's. I've, we just, I just looked at Surger. Surgers. Surgers. Just getting it. So as far as our little mini. Yeah. So we talked about adjustment of periods. Adjustment periods. And today we're going to talk about tracing and rotary cutting, which I think those things go together so well. Yes. Um, do you want to talk about rotary cutting first? Okay. I think. So the, the, there are like, you don't have to rotary cut to sew, right? No. No. And you don't have to, like, 
You don't have to trace to sew either. You, you know, don't have to trace to sew. a lot of things you don't have to do to you sew. You do have to get used to your serger if you're going to serge. Right. So, uh, but the, these are kind of optional. But the the alternative to rotary cutting is, of course, if you're trying to get used to it, you've been cutting things out with scissors. Yes. Right? Okay. Oh, my gosh. There's this commercial on TV. It is so <laughs> horrible. And I can't remember. It's about a drug or something. I can't remember. But they're acting like these women are like interior decorators. And they... They take this piece of fabric and they like flop it on a table and it's like folded and rippled, you know, and then they take these, these, this pair of scissors and they hold up the end of the fabric and they like, start cutting. And I'm like, you're doing something that without would any, work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Without any knowledge. Kind of yeah. like when they pour the melted butter into the pie crust at the beginning of the musical Waitress. Yeah. Have I? Yeah. Oh man. Took Not me. good. I think I think Well, this... there's a medical show the other day and somebody even posted this on Facebook and it was, you know, like I guess related to COVID and out of the E T tube, they had the E T it was actually like a blood draining tube. It wasn't it wasn't the no, right tube. No, and it had like blood dra- I mean it it's not the right <laughs> it's not the right like thing. the medical um consultants were on lunch break when yeah, they Yeah, I know yeah. that I probably have said something or done something that was out of my wheelhouse that really like Graded on, on someone's somebody nerves. else's nerves. I get it, right, but uh, right. that happened. No, but it's just, but that commercial just kills me. Like, just cut, cut, go, go, go. Well, if they yeah. were really doing things, well, I was thinking maybe that drug could make yeah. you do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, you yeah. didn't get anything. Out. Okay, so rotary cutters as an alternative to scissors. Now, here's the thing: with your rotary cutter. You do need a complementary piece of equipment, right? Which is a cutting mat. A cutting mat, and that I think is something that will get in people's way. Like if uh, cutting mats can be difficult to store, you know. Yes. So a cutting mat that's large enough to put like a garment piece on. Well, I, I guess so. But I, the other thing I want to say here is when I use scissors, yeah, like. I had a cutting mat too. Yes, yes. Because you know, I if I was on my dining room table, I didn't want to cut up next to my dining okay, room table but, with scissors. Sure, sure. Right, but no, it's a different type of. It's a different type of cutting yes. mat. So you can use like a cardboard cutting mat. Yeah. You know, it, we used to sell like a real cheap one, and that right. would be for use with scissors. But I do know some people, like their situation, may right. get in the way of them using a cutting mat and a rotary cutter because of maybe space or being able to store the cutting mat. Like people who are like, I cut things you, out no, on my bed. You put it between your bed and your mat, your mattress you just, and your yeah. And, okay, that's where I used to keep mine. Yeah. I used. Never okay. mind. There's no problem. There's no problem. Behind the couch? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, you want me to keep going? No. There's all these places. Well, maybe, sure. Sure, yes, yes. No. Let's see. Okay, so if you But think, no, under your mattress. That's you very true. You keep your cutting mat under your mattress. Oh, man, I, I'm, I'm tempted to get off on another tangent, but I'm not going to do it. You're welcome, everyone. Okay, so you need a cutting mat with your rotary cutter. And then uh, I think that you also... Really, you need to embrace pattern weights with a rotary yes, cutter. Yes, I think so too. Even if you want to pin as well, okay? Because yeah, what... I okay. Here, I'm sorry. But you but, need but, to... but, 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 but. okay. Pins distort the pattern layout. They do. Let me finish. Yes. Okay. I was gonna say we should have a New Year's resolution to not interrupt each other so much. How would that happen? Because we've been getting. We get complaints. those comments. I've been getting complaints, Mom. Okay. I love complaints. Anyway, I love them. So, okay, let's pretend somebody's like, you're going to pry my pins out of my cold, dead hands. I yes. like to pin my pattern pieces. And we're like, fine. Even though we don't like to do that, you can do that. Right. But I think something that can really help a beginning rotary cutter person as they are adjusting is to weight down your fabric uh-huh. outside of the pattern pieces as you are rotary cutting so that okay. it doesn't shift around on your mat i think okay. that that happens to people and okay. they get turned off i know it doesn't like always happen okay. to us but that can be something that can help you so i know a lot of people are like oh my gosh it's just like out of my control like with the scissors mm-hmm. they feel more okay like they've got it the reason they you know? feel like they have control with scissors is they started with those in kindergarten i know i know right I know. so this is what right this okay. is like rotary Cutter kindergarten. Okay. okay. It is. It is. It's what it is. <laughs> so you're cutting out. So first of all, Zidi and I do not pin our pattern pieces down. I can't think Rarely. of a time. I can, I'm trying to think. I have pinned layers of fabric together. 
Do you know outside it's, of your layout? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, there's another thing that could maybe be okay. helpful. So yeah, if you're cutting on the fold or cutting or, multiple or, layers, well, it's something very shifty. Yep. Or it's two different types of fabric. Hey, you know what we showed in one of our zigzagger broadcasts was taping down the fabric taping down. or spray. Yeah. That I do a lot of that. Spray adhesive, temporary and then spray. taping the fabric to the cutting table. You wouldn't spray your fabric. No, but to I'm the talking about table. two pieces together. Yes, but I just like, wanted to clarify. Oh, so no one sprayed their cutting mat <laughs> they might, and glued the might fabric do that. down. They might do that. <laughs> but yes, you can tape your fabric with like to tape, your cutting table, like low tech. Yeah. type tape. You know what I have done, and you, have, of course, I learned it from you. Right. Uh, with small pattern pieces that can even be hard to weight down or pin, is to scotch tape them down. Right. With cellophane tape, uh, because then you just cut through you it. Just cut through like, it. And right. that's fine. You don't try to peel the tape off. Nope. Everything's okay. So you or you trace the pattern piece onto the fabric. onto the fabric. That I had people do that with their ginger beads. Right. Okay. If you tra- see, here's here's where I'm like. If you trace the pattern onto the pattern piece onto the fabric, mm-hmm. I would be more okay using scissors in that instance. Yes, yes. amen. Well, okay, well, stand the, up. The, <laughs> the, the reason is, and and we'll get to it, or we no, we're, talk we're about going just go ahead, now go ahead, is to do it. when you cut with scissors, yeah. there is absolutely more likely a distortion than with the rotary cutter I, because you're putting a blade mm-hmm, up under mm-hmm. and you're opening and closing and opening and closing and you're going along with a straight blade oftentimes on a curved line. So if you have a pattern piece pinned to fabric and then you go at it with your scissors, right. you're putting one blade of the scissors under the fabric right. and you're, you know, things don't stay always perfectly lined up. Now right. with the rotary cutter, you're just going right on top right. of everything, and you're not disturbing all that jazz that's as correct. much. And so that's why, if you were wondering, like, why the hell would I want to try this? Okay, this is why. Well, and then you know? the other <laughs> the other reason you'll want to try it is you will become so efficient, and you get a better you honestly just get a better cut. So if you have something that frays or is a very loose weave or all there's on and on and on and on and on yeah. and sharp. If, yeah, if you're using a okay. nice... A blade is sharper than scissors, yeah, no matter what. If you're you using yeah. a nice, sharp rotary cutter, and changing a blade and rotary cutter is easier than going and, and like, getting your scissors it's sharpened. It's less expensive. Yeah. It's more reasonable. So, right. so make sure, so as you're getting used to it, you've bought your cutting mat, you're like, I'm going to give it a try, weighting down that fabric and making sure your... Fa- I mean, you need to do this with when you use scissors, too. Right. But making sure that the fabric isn't... Um, Falling off your table and right. gonna weight it down, right. you know, yeah, pulling, distorting. Uh, I weights. This is the this is the time. That's one reason weights are nice. Yeah, to try pattern weights. Okay, so not only will they keep their pattern in place, they'll help keep the fabric in place, and you, you know, practice. Okay, because quilters who use rotary cutters often are using a rotary cutter in conjunction with a ruler with a straight edge uh-huh. and that's great and that's uh, i mean i'm all for it and everything and when i'm cutting a big long rectangle oftentimes i'll get out my ruler oh, yeah. why not I get out you a know ruler. yeah i get a straight okay, edge okay yeah. cut out like a belt loop that's you know right. whatever two feet long i'm gonna right. cut out some straps or a waistband especially if straight. it's a skinny belt loop yeah you know yeah, that it's helps very nice because that straight edge you it's nice to have it wide enough, yeah. like four inches wide, mm-hmm. say, so you can put your hand on top of it, right. press down. You're pressing. You're not only pressing it in place, but you are um, compressing those fabrics and running that blade right. through it. It's so much easier. So you can use a ruler now. I, I have a note here. I can't read, and I keep trying to read. Okay, it. well, ahead. you try that. Well, uh, so using a ruler on straight edges, go for it. Um, but do be careful. You want to hug the edge of that ruler. But I think sometimes people get a little overzealous. And I feel like I've heard of more quilters jumping the ruler yeah. and cutting their hand. Yeah. So even if you're using a ruler, you need to keep your other hand behind Away. the rotary mm-hmm. cutter. Your your non-cutting hand right. needs to be behind the blade I and think, you're moving forward. I think another thing when it comes to body mechanics, this is safety yeah. and efficiency mm-hmm. and... Um, ergonomics right uh-huh. is that you get on top of that rotary cutter yeah so you you're some... not to the side you're not to the back 
You are basically on top. Yeah, I've seen people do some, you know, it's like you can barely reach it. So you're like, right. I'm going to yeah. go, I'm going to contort nope. a little bit. Walk around That's, or move or your get fabric. The stool. Or- you know, mm-hmm. get the get out the little get out the stool or crawl on top of the tables. What I whatever so you need to do. A lot of people that can cut on a floor, they like that. Yes. You know. Yeah. Now some people can't. Mm-hmm. You know, physically it bothers their back or whatever or their I knees. Mean, I don't want to cut on the floor. Well, a lot of people. I know be, some people yeah. love it. Some no, people some people like, just love it. Give it to me. Or your knee. You know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, we have a table that is waist height, say, yeah. and we have little stools all around. That's right, and so. You need to get on top of it, use a ruler. And then I think so many people get so afraid of curves. And honestly, curves are really the it's the easiest way. Yes. Honestly, so to cut a good curve. First remove your mental block about right, it. Okay. Right. Like believe that it can be done. Believe you're amazing. Yes. Yes. And right. actually I think you're gonna find that if you do have things within you know, right. your reach and, and your, you've got those kind of where you can get over the rotary right. cutter and have good body mechanics, that cutting a curve is going to be even easier. In fact, when I cut a curve out with scissors now, yeah. <laughs> it looks like oh, a three-year-old did you know, it. You know? <laughs> I mean, rotary cutting initially was not just quilting. It just sort of came into sewing and then quilting started yeah. getting popular. And of course, you you know, Quilters can do all of this assembly line stuff. Yeah, strip, And strip, they strip. do a lot of straight yeah. lines, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. you know, bam, 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 it got really popular in quilting. Um, but, and, you know, I, a, a couple of things happen. You know, people moved away from garment sewing, and, um, you know, it just didn't, people didn't worry about it because they're only cutting out one garment. They're not cutting out right. 52, mm-hmm. you know, you know, write triangles to fit right. into 90 more blocks that they've got to cut another 52 right triangles for or whatever. Um, so it did get kind of left behind, I, I feel like, yeah. in fashion sewing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, at Stevens, where I went to school, they've got cork tables. Yep. And they don't have cutting mats on them, like, by default. Like, if you want to use a cutting mat, you need to I, – I don't even know if they have them. It's well, not their default way of cutting things You know, out. in the costume shops, we didn't yeah. have cutting mats, and we used cardboard. Yeah. You know. So – I mean, we had our cork – we had our cork tables that we put a cardboard on if we wanted to use a rotary cutter. So you rotary cut it on cardboard? Yep. Mm-hmm. Not a self-healing mat? Mm-mm. Yeah, so I think it said, like, you have to get a self-healing mat. Well, it's the best thing to <laughs> cut on, okay? <laughs> Absolutely the best thing to yeah. cut on, okay? Because what happens with cardboard is you go down through it. Right. You know, and it, it, it I mean, it hangs you up. Right, but then we did, fibers. But we did use them. Right. I mean, that's what, we, that's what we did at the time. And I want to tell you, we didn't have big, huge cutting mats like we do now. They were all like, you know... Little two by five or whatever, yeah. Scrapbooking I mean, cutting the first, mats. Very first one I, I had, I think, was like two feet by one and a half feet or something. You know, I will say for garment sewing, you know, what do you think like the minimum cutting mat size? You know, I would, I think, I would want like at least maybe a four by four or whatever. Yeah, they, four by yeah, three at four least. Four by three, whatever. Because yeah. 36 You've inches. You've got to have a little bit of length. Yeah, 36 inches, you could fold a 60-inch right. piece of fabric in half. Right. And and what people do is they move this around under the garment. Yeah, oftentimes. right. I would say that four by three would maybe be my minimum too. There you I go. love our four by eight. eight. We have four okay. by eight. Okay, you know, right. is what I, of course, is really lovely. Um, but if I was going to, you know, get something and and we put we have duct tape on the corners of our cutting mat to keep it on our table our table mm-hmm. uh, we've seen people and we have in the past also used command strips mm-hmm. to um hold it down yep to hold it down there is a cutting system which you know it's not something i use every day but i think it could be really good for someone with a smaller space that diy style yeah. cutting system mm-hmm. where they've got magnets to hold right. down the stuff magnets which is nice. super duper cool right um and the other side's cork right so you have both a self-healing mat and a cork right. board with um with the magnets and so anyway um yeah i think the, going what i was saying before about curves yes is give yourself some practice right and something that can help is if you start to get into tighter curves is a smaller rotary cutter. Right. And yeah. and that we you know, 
when they came out, all we had was that tiny one. So we normally, every day, we're using like a 45 millimeter. Right. And it used to be 18, is that what that's? Well, there's a, is? I think what? 28. Is we that... don't own an 18. They exist. Okay. But we don't have What's one. What's that little? 28. Bit? That's a 28 we yeah. have. Okay. And then there's a 60. And, the, and the, so the 60. The 60's big with quilters. The 60's big with know. quilters because you're getting more bang for your buck. Yep. More, yep. more. Yeah, I mean, bam, bam, bam. Okay, bam. no, more more ruler for your roll. More run <laughs> more some, cut, something. For, more cut for your, your, for your yeah. so diameter. It, I don't know. <laughs> it's a bigger circumference. So you are getting to you right. know, cut like a longer length. Your blade could right. last longer. Now, you know. a lot of people will go, oh, but it hurt my wrist to use the rotary cut. Cutter. Yeah, it can. Any any any, re, any yes. repetitive motion can yep. always hurt you. Mm-hmm. But scissors can hurt your wrist and your hand also. I think yeah. Okay, you can you honestly can wear like the a glove brace or a glove, uh, the glove yeah. or a brace, or you could be holding it wrong. Yeah, I mean that that can be part of it too. Mm-hmm. Now, garment cutters will not complain about this so much. Because they're cut out, you know, one garment at a time or something. I mean, yeah. You know, they aren't doing the repetitiveness yeah, of hobby, it. Yeah, hobbies, so it's like, you know what? You know what will bug me with the rotary cutter is my shoulder. Oh, really? When I'm yeah. cutting, it was when I was cutting lots and lots of yardage, okay, uh-huh. right. for like the sew here boxes, and I was extending. Right. And actually, and you, you were overextending This probably. is an indication to me that I need to like... Work do out. some yoga. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I mean, personally. Stretch some things. <laughs> I yeah. was like, okay, well, clearly. Maybe I, you should be stretching some things. I need to stretch my shoulder. I need to strengthen right. my shoulder. But, like, I don't have, like, a shoulder injury or anything like well, that that's special. But uh, I, th- this just happened to me. It was repetitive, though. Yeah, you know? this just happened to me with grouting the tile, oh, right? tell us about the tile. Well, my trainer is into um arms right now and doing push-ups right okay. and she keeps doing all of this upper body work and arms and push-ups and stuff and we had just done this and then the next day i'm grouting and i'm like the whole time i'm like damn it tina damn it <laughs> but i look good and i lasted a really long oh, time so you know yeah not to switch gears totally but people have been uh talking about the covid vaccine uh-huh and how oh i can get some arms well arm right. soreness right and, and so Steen, who is a physician, a, a physician, and she's like, I don't know if she calls herself a cosplayer. She's like a historical garment. Yeah, she's you know, historical. I don't, I, I don't yeah. think she calls herself a cosplayer. I've never heard her say that. But yeah, she's kind of in that realm. Right. You know, she was she does talking, recreations and things. She was talking about arm soreness. And I'm like, you know, this didn't happen with this flu shot, but it was like the year before. I woke up the next day and was like, Oh my God, I knitted too much or something. (laughs) I have injured my shoulder. And then I remember I was like, oh, I got the flu shot. Shoot. You know, and it went away like in a day. But at first I thought, it was like, did someone hit me? Like, (laughs) I I will tell you, I mean, I know not everybody will believe this or want to do this, but I had a tetanus booster in one arm and a flu shot in the other arm. And then I went to a workout class that night and they did, and they, concentrated on arms Mm -hmm. and i was like oh my gosh but you know what the next day those were the best shots i ever had i think because i worked them through through. right i I worked i worked the muscle now when i was in the class i wasn't thinking that yeah okay (laughs) sometimes with those shots it's it's a physical like someone has put a needle in your arm you know (laughs) and and you'll hear people say well use your non-dominant arm because it's going to be sore see i would rather use my dominant arm and work it out so i don't know that's zd for you okay well i think i just think it works better but you you should practice cutting rotary cutter curves is where we were right and and we were talking about the repetitive soreness and in the, the size yeah. of the blade okay right. and i also want to say so the smaller the curve the smaller the blade does mm-hmm. that make sense to everybody so right. if you're cutting out a lot of people say they use these real small rotary cutters for lingerie uh-huh okay um or because it's not just small pieces it's itty bitty curves right and i have been at the cutting table with my rotary cutter and cut like almost the entire pattern piece out and maybe used like ZD's favorite scissors mm-hmm. to cut out, you know how like on a fly, there's yes, that little that v. little clip that goes in. Yeah, yeah uh, if you can imagine what I'm saying. Well, and sometimes I'll cut you, out the yeah, whole you wanna, thing, and you want to make sure you don't cut into. That's right. right. It has to remain right. all intact. So then I'll go boop boop, you right. know, with those. So it's not like once you get the rotary cutter out, you have to like throw away your or fabric you, shears. Or you can use the razor blade. 
well, single edge razor blade. Just so you know. What? To cut out that little fly area? Mm-hmm. I've done it. That's weird. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird, but it works. <laughs> it's weird. That's weird. Okay, so you can still use your scissors. Right. But those ZD's favorite scissors, they're not shears. You know, they're like, they're like if a fabric shear and a thread snip had a baby you know so it's big enough to do a little bit it's a big handle on it and a small blade right so you can still do that if you're uncomfortable but give yourself some practice try to cut some things out like when i say practice i don't mean like do it on a final garment i mean get out some practice fabric you know and or go down and cut a lot of pizza with your pizza cutter well but who cuts curved pizza i'm just saying (laughs) go around the pepperoni what did Derek saw, he was like, why do we have a pizza cutter? I was like, yeah. that is a, a rotary, rotary cutter. cutter. I don't, yeah, anyway. so Okay, so when I was a child, uh-huh. we cut pizza with scissors. I still cut pizza. I cut my homemade pizza with scissors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You either had the pastry cut, and, and it was not called a pizza cutter in my day. It uh-huh. was called a pastry, pastry cutter. cutter. Right. Yeah. I also have a pasta cutter oh, yeah? that will cut the little oh, itty-bitty strips. I was going to say, it's got more than one blade. Yeah. Oh, it's And got they like make seven. rotary cutters like that, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, so do practice on your curves. Use the ruler on straight things. And we didn't mention, you can use a protective glove Yes. on your other hand if you yes. want. I mean, I... Cut myself and burn myself and stuff more in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. I, I injure too, myself yeah. more in the kitchen than I do in the sewing studio. In fact, the only time I've ever cut myself with a rotary cutter, it wasn't even while I was cutting fabric. It's like my hand got in the way while right. I was like, moving it. Like, yeah. I've sliced on the top of my... And that and that, that's definitely you know, things that you need to think about. Where you store that, don't grab it. Um, it should always be locked if you're not using it. We had a friend that actually it fell off of her table. It was not locked. And she was injured. Injured badly. Like yeah. ha- it, it hit the top of her foot. It cut a nerve. She had foot drop. She had to go in and have surgery, you know, to match up that nerve. Right. And fortunately, it was a nice clean cut. Yeah. So, you know, they did match up the nerve and she wound up okay. But, you know. Just over, and what it was actually is, I think her husband lifted up a piece of fabric or something. Mm, you know, so it yeah. was absolutely unexpected. Yeah, yeah, but she had not locked her blade. Yeah, keep it, keep it locked when it's not in use. So we talk about this in safety in the sewing room. I think there, right. there's a couple podcast episodes about that. And so, um, yeah, get. I would really recommend the rotary cutter. It's a technique you'll use forever. It, it's all. It's the it, only it's, way we cut out garments. I mean, it's you know? just that once you do it, you, you think, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, scissors were clunky, and, you know, it's just so much more efficient. It's, it's and so much it's faster. It's clean and efficient. Yes. Yes. Okay, let's take a quick break, and then let's talk about adjusting to tracing. Mallory. You know what I always say? What do you always say? You can never have too much sewing knowledge. I agree. And that's why we'd like to introduce you to the folks at National Sewing Circle. If you're having stitch quality issues or experiencing thread breakage or difficulties getting the tension set on your machine, the National Sewing Circle can help. If you've been wanting to learn how to work with slinky knits, faux fur, heavy vinyl any other specialty type fabric, but aren't sure what needles, thread, or machine settings to use. Then National Sewing Circle is a fabulous online resource for sewing instruction, projects, fun ideas, and inspiration that you should take advantage of. Their goal is simple, to help you become a better sewer. And they have an amazing offer. Sign up for National Sewing Circle Premium Membership with this exclusive Sewing Out Loud offer to get a full year of their premium membership for only $3. That's 95% off normal price. Visit thesewcircle.com slash sewing to take advantage of this great offer. The discount will be automatically applied at checkout. Join a community of passionate sewers who are committed to expressing their creativity and learning to create beautiful projects. Go to thesewcircle.com slash sewing to get access to hundreds of full-length instructional videos led by expert instructors. Thesewcircle.com slash sewing. Thanks, Thanks, National National Sewing Sewing Circle. Sewing out loud. And we're back. 
Hey, with tracing, you know what you're going to have to get used to? Really excellently fitting garments. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, so where were you coming from if you weren't tracing? You were laying out a pattern. You were like, I'm this size. I'm going to cut it out. That's right. And I'm going to throw everything else away. That's right. <laughs> so why would you trace? And if I ever change sizes or want to use this pattern ever again, I'll I'm have to buy a new one. Out of luck. Okay. <laughs> so we have talked about tra Team Trace before. Right. Like, we... I'm, this isn't a convince you kind of thing. This no. is if you're trying. We have Team Trace and Team Cutout. Yes. So Mallory and I are both on Team Trace. Absolutely. I don't know who the. I mean, I. I are you the captain? I guess I'm the. Are we co-captains? Because I, I don't know who's the who's the captain of Cut It Out. I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> Speak up. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Now, whatever works for you. There are people out there who have like, I've cut patterns all my life and I'm happy. Great, you know. Uh, do what makes you happy. Do what makes you happy. I said, don't torture yourself by said, some advice given by us. I love Please. all people. I love all people, but I, I tried to do like the, the George Orwell thing. All animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. And so I tried to do that. I said it about tracers before. I'm oh, like, yeah. yeah, I love all people who sew, but I love all people who trace more. Or something like that. <laughs> So when you tr when you're when you're tracing, what you need to do to get used to so it. So what we're talking about is tracing know. your pattern and not cutting your pattern well, out on the manufacturer's line. Yeah, you know, first of all, this is something that's only possible when you get a multi-size pattern. Okay, I mean, you can. I guess. You what can. are you talking about? You just that was just wrong. Well, that was all wrong. I trace a pattern. I'm printing out. I'm I'm disappointed that I'm printing this out, but I bought. <laughs> I bought a pattern and like I can print the size 10 or I can print the size 12 or I can print the size oh, 14. No. Yeah, ew, right? I'm I'm not really really very happy. Yeah. So when I print out that single size pattern, no, I'm not going to trace that. But there's nothing wrong with tracing that pattern either no. because you can make changes to that pattern. If I realize it, then that I if I want to make alterations to it, I'll trace that. Okay. okay. You say alterations. When you say alterations, you are you talking about size adjustments. changes? Fitting adjustments. Fitting See, adjustments. When I say alterations, I might be talking about changing the neckline, changing the sleeve, changing the hemline. That's an alteration to me also. Okay. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just so saying. So I may trace that pattern. Yeah. And then add something to it. Add a pleat. Add a different neckline. So I I have kept my original intact, so I okay, can but go back I can to cut it. out that pattern and still keep the original intact. Is what I'm saying. Yes, but then it's harder to trace. I don't think it's harder to trace. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Put it down. Put cut. the tracing paper over it. Put some weights on it. Trace it. Okay, go ahead. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. I, I guess I, you're right. I don't think it's that big of a deal. So you haven't altered it at all? No. And okay. I don't know if I'll need to or not. Right. So I'll put, to tape it. Like I guess what I'm saying is altogether. I, my reason for tracing is to keep the original pattern intact. And what I'm saying is the original pattern will be intact even if right. I cut it out because so, it's only so one So if you're doing that and keeping it intact, good. Okay. Okay. So this, well, I guess our sort of but advocacy. But some patterns, even if the size might they not come with two or three different printed necklines or something? Yeah, a view of right. different views or something like that. Right. Yes, that's true. But our advocacy for this kind of stems from multi-size patterns, I feel like, a lot of the time. So people will get a pattern with three, with seven, yeah. with ten sizes. Yeah. And then they're like, I'm just cutting it out and I don't care yeah. about those other ones. Whereas the reason I like multi-size patterns and I would prefer to purchase them that way right. is in case I need to blend between the sizes. Yes, blending, it's nice to be able to blend. Or if I change size or if I make it for someone, someone else. else. Okay, right. so that's why you would want to trace. So what do you need to get tracing, Mom? If you're going to get used to tracing, well, what do you have to have? The first thing you need to have is some paper that you can see through. Paper you can see right? through. Right. Yes. Uh, we like medical exam paper. Mm -hmm. I, is it even called that anymore? Okay. To find it on Amazon, like when I share our affiliate uh -huh. link to it, I say medical tracing paper. Okay. So it's truly like an so amalgam. Now, so now it has. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It, so it, it has come to that. So okay. it, it was. Because it, it used to be. Literally, from the doctor's office, we would order it from a medical supply company to have it in our store. Right. Okay. It did right. not come 
you know, from it's the, the stuff sewing on the supply. table. It's the stuff on the table mm-hmm. where they take, you know, and then they pull the other piece and you down and they throw it on away. There, right? Yep. Yep. Um, when I used it, to, it comes, I think, 18 inches and 24 inches wide. I, I think believe. it's 20, maybe 22. Or 22. Okay, that sounds right. There are some differing widths. Um, and but you can, some people like Swedish tracing paper, mm-hmm. which is like there, there are other tracing papers. Yeah, there's yes. like stuff that's got dots on it, stuff right. that's gridded. We just kind of like the, um, the medical tracing paper, we trace with it and we draft on it right. because we have a grid on our table. Right. You can see the grid through the table. Yeah. And it's light and it's easy to store. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, oh. And you was need it, it Stan or was it James? I'm getting them confused. Who went and found the construction paper. Oh, I think that was Stan... Was it still? But now I'm forgetting. It was what... one of you guys. Yeah, sorry, man. Okay, I'm, I've got Forget you blended in my head right now. All the men together. So what? If you go to like Home Depot or Menards or whatever your um, Lowe's, uh-huh. they have it. It what it is is it's brown paper. Um, sometimes it sometimes it'll say contractor's paper. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's a couple other names, but a lot of times you'll see this paper like they'll roll it out over your carpet or over your flooring and your uh, uh-huh. or you know on your bathtub or whatever and tape it down to protect the area. Right. Okay. Sometimes they put it over windows, whatever, but it's to protect the area while you know the contractor's working on another part of the room or whatever. Right. So we used to use this. It's great. We used to use this. Um, before that, we were using newsprint, and the contractor paper is much more durable. Yeah, newsprint's kind of. Yeah, it's not as durable, but it was better than the tracing paper. Mm-hmm. We wanted to, we're trying to get more durable. So right. fi- butcher paper was another thing we used, but it didn't come wide enough, really. You know, um, The contractor's paper is durable enough, so... for I will just tell you how I used it. We're in, you know, we're in um, the... Uh, costume shop and we have to make 40 dresses that are all the same but they're 14 different sizes uh-huh. correct so you might wind up wanting to use this pattern over and over and over and over again well sometimes they will make those out of cardboard right so you first trace the pattern mm-hmm. or you take you can take the pattern as a whole too right whatever cut the pattern out and then we would glue it or tape it on top of this other paper like the contractor's paper, right? Right. And then cut it out, and then we had this durable piece of, of pattern that we could stick up on the bulletin board or hang it on a skirt hanger or what have you. I was the one that said, let's do skirt hangers. We're putting too many holes in this. But anyway, um, but you could use it over and over and over again. Right. Okay, because maybe you weren't cutting all the 14s out of the same color. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to make a red 14 color and a black 14 or whatever. So... You had this durable pattern left over. Okay. Now, people will do this sometimes for, like, a trouser pattern because they make the same trouser over and over Uh and over, you know, at home. Right. Because it's hard to store. Yes. So the tracing paper, as we talked about, the medical exam, it's easy to store. Okay, so back to tracing. Lightweight. (laughs) Well, that's part of tracing. That's part of why you trace. But to get used to tracing, the adjustment period... (laughs) The adjustment period for tracing. Maybe somebody would want to know. Maybe another reason. Yes. No. Plus, I like saying Stan and James. But anyway, that's great. Really, Um, I probably remember who it is. I just wanted to say both their names. Go ahead. Okay. So when, (laughs) jeez. I mean, I'm not saying it's unrelated. I'm just saying. (laughs) So you need tracing paper. This is not what you call a straight sewing podcast. It's not a linear. linear podcast uh you need a pencil or some kind of marking utensil i'd recommend a pencil pencil first because you don't want any kind of permanent marker to bleed through Mm -hmm. and also you can make mistakes right okay or you want to you know make a change or something like that so we like to use these big chunky mechanical pencils that are really awesome and also Weighting down your tracing paper on top of your pattern. Well, can be and good. I like, and I like to tape my pattern down. Yeah, some even. people like to trace yeah. on windows. Yes, they have a big window or glass or table. They have a glass table and they put a light under it 
like mm-hmm. a big old white box. So but, that can right. be nice. But like a sliding glass door is really great. Right. I never really have a problem no. just doing it on our white gridded cutting right. mat. Okay. Right. So <clears throat> when you're tracing, maybe maybe you're here adjusting to tracing because you had a bad experience. Because you cut out the one size. And then you realize you need a different size. And then you're like, oh, I have to go buy the pattern again. <laughs> or my child grew. Or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Or I need to uh, make an adjustment to this pattern. And I wish I had another, you know, part of it to reference or something like that. So it does, it is a whole extra step. I mean, because you're going to trace it and then you're going to cut it out. Okay. Whereas you would have just cut it out before. So you need to just like get over it (laughs) I say this because I love to cut corners and I like if I'm telling you to trace you know it's a good extra step to take because I will eliminate steps okay so and I try you know I had a big learning experience you know I found this pattern and I was like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cut it out it's all I'm all within the one size range and I cut it out and the pattern was misprinted. Yeah. So they had mislabeled a line. So I was following what was correctly labeled the line, but I wasn't like proofing the pattern as I went along. So then I cut it and I'm like, oh no, they labeled this line wrong. You know, so even that kind of thing, tracing can save you from that. Um, tracing, now some people will be like, well, the patterns will go on sale. For one ninety nine, so I'll just buy another pattern. I'm like, well, did you? Do you have to go back to the store now? Did you? Um, are they one ninety nine? Was it now? There? You know, yeah. Are because sometimes they're not one ninety nine. Do they make it anymore? There you go. So yeah, how many? <laughs> well, maybe this is a bit of a problem. So if you do trace your patterns and you don't cut into them, you wind up with like five hundred patterns in a file cabinet. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> um. So you're going to get used to rolling this tracing paper out and tracing, and you're going to be like, fine, it's an extra step, but it's worth it. And you it were, I think you were talking about storage, Mom, right? <laughs> so you're going to have to store your traced patterns. Mm-hmm. And if you are using the medical exam paper, you know, it doesn't hang up on a skirt hanger very well. It'll get torn up when you're kind of right. paging through there. So you do fold it up. and we or like roll to, it up, whatever. Yeah, we yeah. like to put it in those 9 by 6 I think that's what they are. Pattern po- size. Bag. They're, they're like the pattern size Ziploc bag. Yeah, so a lot of people will post in the group, like I'd say every, you know, couple of weeks, okay, I trace all my patterns, now how do I store them? Right. You know, I, they won't fit back in the envelope with the original pattern, you know. So a lot of people will do binders with, with the protectors. With the protector, the, and the they can put their... Plastic sheet protectors, they're nice. Their traced patterns in there. Now, I don't mind... I don't always have to keep the tracing with the pattern. Right. Because of how our studio works. Okay. That this is kind of special because we have like a filing cabinet for all these patterns. And then we have like Mallory's patterns that she sews for herself and Didi's patterns that she sews for herself. So I'll label my pattern now Vogue 3562. And then if I need it, if I need a different size or I need to adjust, I'll go find it in the jackets over right. in the file cabinet you know but if you want to if you're if you're not like us and have don't have 500 patterns you can just store them together well and and there's i mean it's not hard to think this up so take your you know binder page that's and put your pattern in there and your you know your old pattern and your new one together right whatever um now that's something else that Mallory just um touched on was labeling yeah that that's another thing so you are gonna have to get used to transferring markings labeling and you wrote that down so you want to talk about that a little bit so every marking that's on that pattern you want to transfer and you want and the best uh way to do it is transfer while you're on the overlay okay and you know what i always forget to do so it's like what I'm following the size 18 line. I'm following the size 18 line. I label, 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 label. And then I never put size 18. Because <laughs> right. okay. how the pattern's labeled is it'll be like right. ginger jeans, right. view A. And it doesn't say the size because it's a multi-size right. pattern. The size There are size labels over right. on the lines. But I'll forget to write down. 
Well, and I would add, I would add to my labeling too. I would say Mallory. Yeah. And and I would, and I would have, you know, the month and the year at least on it. Um, I might even, in parentheses, put, um, you know, plaid pants. Yeah. You know, if you're, uh, you know, plaid wide leg pants, you know, and that date that those were made, you know, because it gives me a reference to. No, I have a you know, fantasy what I've done. about really doing a good job archiving things yeah. like that because I don't put so I'm like I'll make a pair of ginger jeans, and I don't always put like a size tag on the garment. Right. Okay. So I'm like, well, did I make these a size eight or a size ten? Because no, I know I've made most sizes, right. but the ones out of black denim mm-hmm. is that the size eight or is that the size ten? You know, and so. It can be nice if you have. And sometimes after you've worn them, measuring them is just right. That's whack it. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, um, if you have your stuff together and you can make a beautiful archival thing of all the stuff, you have, like this is a fantasy of mine. You know, like pull a leather bound volume off of the show sure. that's a record of everything I've made. You know, um, well, so actually, I'm knitting this sweater right now. And I've kind of. What does this have to do with tracing? I'm kind of forgetting what size I chose. Okay, okay, because okay. you can you choose it by the bus size, right. and it's like, did I choose the 38 or the 42? Because my bust is a 40, so I was. I'm sure at one point I was like, I can use some extra ease, or I'd no. like some negative ease, and I can't remember what I was thinking, and I forgot to highlight it, you know. And so now there are ways. I just realized you've been talking about wearing this sweater all day, and I just realized that that's a sweater I bought for a costume yeah. piece. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, definitely. <laughs> it, it's it's like some old man sweater, <laughs> and it's it's it my grandpa's sweater for a Christmas show. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so warm, it's great. Um, so anyway, yeah, writing down what you were saying uh-huh. is writing down. Oh, these were the plaid pants, right? You know, and if you have your or you know Zelda's such and such costume yeah, or something you, like that, whatever whatever makes sense to you, you, you know, that's what to, you can write down. You know, you don't always have to put that on the um, baggy. Or excuse me, you don't always have to put on the fat on the on the pattern you right. traced. You could put a note in the baggie. The other thing is, sometimes there are pattern pieces that get this. You don't need to trace um, that I would just cut out. Right, like a Rectangles. belt. You know, yes, yes, like you know. Oh, it needs to be forty inches by four inches with a half inch seam allowance or something. So if I or I'll cut it out of well, the main pat fat pattern paper well what i will do sometimes in that case if i just need a square or yeah you'll measure it no i'll do, i just i write i put it right on the pattern inside the pattern yeah yeah you'll say, write down the pocket this is the pocket, pocket. Uh-huh. you know it's this square right here yeah so i got the ginger jeans pattern printed like you know on copy shop paper uh-huh. like heavier paper right. and i cut out the long rectangle for like whatever oh, the belt loop, right? Because I can just fold it back on the right. size line, or, or cut it two inches shorter. Yes. Or whatever. So yeah. I will cut those things out. But here's here's the rub: Do you store those kind of universal pattern pieces with the original pattern, or with the one you traced? You know, how do you do that? Yeah. And I, or sometimes on some patterns, like the pocket is the same for every size. Well, and like I say, you know, sometimes I, I I will just write on the pet, you know, the skirt part of the yeah but what if it's not a square pocket is what i'm saying you know sometimes there's like like inseam pockets oh, they look like right, a kidney right and it's the same for right. size two if to it's ten that, but what i'm know. saying is if it's something that's two by four yeah i will just write the pocket is two by four no i know i right, know but yeah. what i'm saying is where i will well, then you have to make the decision yeah where i will cut something out is here's my deal i would I, w- I would cut a new one out and keep it with it. You know, I would trace it Oh, you it would too. do a new one. Well, yeah. Because then I'm you not. You would. Then That's then very I, thorough. Then I don't have to go, where is it? Or what you could do is you could write on the pattern, I have stored this in the original. Or yeah. I, see, I would. That. If I did a binder system, this is where, like, I'd keep a baggie of, like, whatever you want to call it. Universal pattern pieces. Yeah. And then I'd have my size 18 pattern pieces that I traced. And I have my original ones, you know. And then if I need to go trace the size 12, I'll trace my size twelves, and then I'll go to that baggie that has the universal pattern pieces, and I don't or have to do you extra could work. Cut out your pocket, and it could like migrate around. It could just the entire studio for a couple of yep, days before you found true. it again. That's true. See, I don't want to cut more things out, more things to lose. You know, 
Okay. <laughs> or maybe more backups for when I lose the other one. <laughs> okay. So, so I'm sure we've recruited so many people. Yeah, I'm sure to everyone thinks trace. this is a great idea. Yeah, I, I think everyone's going everyone's to gonna come to the dark now. side. Yes. Uh, yeah. I so I have a pair of trousers. I just did a live broadcast about this. They're these utility work trousers. Got all these pockets on them and stuff. And I'm gonna measure, and the pattern includes the finished pattern measurements. So I love that, right? So I'm going to make sure that I choose based on that. And I'm going to trace and I'm going to make a muslin before I cut into, you know, special fabrics. And then I will, um, if I make my muslin and it doesn't fit, I can go back and I can retrace a different size or blend between sizes. Um, there you go. So I'm, we, we, I really do follow this piece you know, of advice. I think another reason that I am very much Team Trace is because I draft most of my patterns. Yeah. So I'm oftentimes coming off of a sloper, you know, anyway. Well, yeah, if you're comfortable making those, like, edits, like, neckline right. edits and, and fit edits and all of that, tracing is just kind of second nature to right. you. I don't – I think that keep – you, when you order a roll of this medical exam paper, it's going to last you, like, almost forever, okay? It's going to last you a long time. Um, if keep, you're not me. Right. Yeah. It, you know, but keep it handy, and you probably the are going to place some The other thing that we have things. used to um, draft on or trace on is wrapping paper. Yeah. Now, and some of it has a grid on the back, which is kind of neat, but then you come up with the issue of can you see through it? Yeah, that see, see, yeah, yeah, you're getting away from tracing. Right. You know, I'm drafting. <laughs> but, you're drafting. But I have done that. Uh huh. Uh -huh. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have, you know, I have done it. Well, and you were talking about something being harder to trace after it's cut out. That's right. Well, if I cut it out and I do want to trace it onto like something heavier, I could put it on top. And I don't have to see through it. No, that's what so you do. That. That's what I yeah. mean about the tracing right. paper or the right. wrapping paper. I have done that where it's uh -huh. already been actually like it's a pattern cut. that you've almost worn out. Mm -hmm. Then you may want to trace it. Yeah. You know, you may want to copy it so it doesn't fall apart in your envelope while you're not there. Well, we'll see if you get used to tracing or not. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> see if you can. It's so much fun. Can you handle the adjustment period? I, but I have to say, we will get posts in the group every couple of weeks, every month. So, okay, I've crossed I've over. Crossed over. We I'm do, on we team do trace. every once in a while. I don't, that. I don't see posts where it's like I'm never tracing again. You know, <laughs> I do see posts though where people are like, well, okay. Now we do get a lot of people. We do get a lot of team cutouts making fun of team tracers. Yes, yes we do get that, and that's fine. That's fine. We can handle it. Yeah, we can. Team handle Trace it. can handle it. There's oh my enough gosh. of us. We can handle Please it. Please have a sense of humor, everyone. <laughs> about it's like we're talking Everybody about sewing. Do what makes you happy. Right. Sew what makes you happy. Yeah. Okay. Well. Now say your tagline. Okay. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com.